There's so many stories I could tell you. I wish I could have more time to tell you things like <laughs> things I could tell you. <laughs> oh, you don't know the half. This is David Colosi with another episode of One Song, where I take a deep dive into the context around how a song came to be. On VH1 Storytellers, David Bowie introduced Life on Mars in this way. About 1968, my then publisher, asked me if I would do uh, an English lyric for a French song that he was managing at the time. It was called uh, Comme d'habitude. Oh, sorry. Comme d'habitude. And I said I'd have a, a crack at it. And I turned in the pitifully awful title, Even a Fool Learns to Love, which he rejected out of hand, quite rightly, I feel. And it passed on to Paul Anker, who did his own English lyric. And he called it simply and effectively my way uh, so in retaliation <laughs> yeah right in retaliation I wrote Life on Mars but then I got my comeuppance when Miss Barbara Streisand decided to cover Mars <laughs> going through one of her slightly more lost periods she had her then-husband come hairdresser produce and arrange and probably blow-dry it. Anyway. This opens so many questions for me. The first is, here's a Bowie song I hadn't heard of? I mean, that's unheard of on a few different levels. And second, a connection between life on Mars and my way? Huh? And wait, my way wasn't an original song? It's based on a French song. And finally, and maybe the most surprising, Barbara Streisand covered Life on Mars? What kind of world had I been living in? I'm one of these people who thought he knew everything about David Bowie. Well, the beauty of it and the joy of what he produced is that there's always more to find the more you look. So I had to find out more about all of this. It turns out, like everything else, that once you hear about something for the first time, the internet already has an answer for you. And it just took you that long to get around to finding the questions. So in this episode of One Song, I'm going to unravel what David is talking about in this introduction to Life on Mars. The only problem is, if I want to tell a story about a song, I haven't figured out which one song this is about. It's really about four songs, because one song is never just one song. If I'm going to pick one of them, though, it's going to be Even a Fool Learns to Love. So I'll start with Life on Mars, since that's the one that got me into this place, and I can go backwards and forwards from there. So here's a little story about a girl with mousy hair. It's a god-awful small affair To the girl with the mousy hair But her mummy is yelling no And her daddy has told her to go But her friend is nowhere to be seen Now she walks through her sunken dream to the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked to the silver screen But the film is a sad thing for For she's lived it ten times or more She could spit in the eyes of fools As they ask her to focus on Sailors fighting in the dance hall Take a look at the long man, beating up the wrong guy. Oh man, wonder if you'll never know. 
play my way a Frank Sinatra version since he's the one who made it so epic and after listening see if you can point out the similarities and now the end is near and so I face the final curtain my friend I'll say it clear I'll state my case of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I've traveled each and every highway and more much more than this I did it my way Regrets I've had a few But then again, too few to mention I did what I had to do I saw it through without exemption I planned each charted course Each careful step along the highway And more Much more than this I did it my way Yes, there were times I'm sure you knew When I bit off more than I could chew And through it all when there was doubt laughed and cried I had my fill my share of losing and now as tears subside I find it all so amusing to think 
I did all that And may I say Not in a shy way Oh no Oh no, not me I did it My way For what is a man What has he got If not himself Then he has not The right to say The things he feels And not the words Of one who kneels The record shows I took the blows And did it my way See that? Hear the connection? Okay, yeah, it's not so obvious. So here's David talking about it on a few different occasions. I was with a music publishing company and they were passing me a lot of songs from Europe that they wanted me to do a new set of English lyrics for, you know. Um, one of them was this French song that I thought was really very good. And he said, but do you want to try and supply an English lyric to this? And I said, yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, that'd be good exercise. I'm going to let this play out so that my way doesn't get all the undeserved credit. Here is Claude Francois singing.
Okay, now we can get the spaceship moving. A French song that Bowie and Paul Anka took separate cracks at, both around 1969. So how did they approach it? Because we all know how it ended. I wrote some really terrible lyric. I think it's called, Even a Fool Learns to Love. Here is David Bowie's demo tape of Even a Fool Learns to Love. It's in three pieces, and you can find it on an obscure bootleg called David Bowie Odds and Sods. There was a time, the laughing time, he took his lot to every party. They'd point his way. How are you today? Will you make us laugh? Chase our blues away. They're funny man. Don't let them down. Oh, my darling. Some and then clown. That time. The happy time. That even a fool. The clown turned around. And there she stood, oh how she loved me, she'd clap her hands, and beg me stay, to make her laugh, to make her laugh. Um, and I sent it back again, I thought, oh, that's the last I heard that, then I hear it on the radio, and I thought, that's that chill, that must be my son. And I phoned them up and said, oh yeah, your lyrics were rubbish, and I said, I know that, but they the ones I did. David himself admits that the lyric is pretty schmaltzy. It's the equivalent to a sad clown painting, kind of kitschy and maybe a little scary. The subject of the lyric reminded me of this later ditty by Bowie on Ricky Gervais's show Extras. Chubby little loser, national joke. No, not, not chubby little loser. No. Pathetic little fat man, no one's bloody laughing. The clown that no one laughs at. They all just wish he died. So we know Bowie sent a demo tape of his lyrics overdubbed on Claude Francois' recording. It's a little hard to hear, especially if you understand the French lyrics behind it. For an elevator pitch, it's a bit of a hard sell. Well, I thought I'd make a few bob out of it, <laughs> but I didn't. Next thing I heard, it had been done, rewritten again by a Paul Anker, and it came back as my way, and Sinatra had done it. So how did Paul Anker do it? Here he is. When I heard it, it was a French record called Comme d'habitude, which means uh, as usual. I originally started with a lyric called Pretenses, and uh, first few lines and the payoff, Pretenses, Pretenses, but I knew it wasn't right. It was just a Pretenses lyric, which was much more of a relationship song, because the original lyric of Comme d'habitude was a relationship song. It's two different songs, actually. And I transformed the song into uh, a song for Sinatra. He had always teased me for all the years that I knew him, all the guys. I was the youngest, you know, I don't profess to know him totally like others. But he liked me because I was earning money for the mafia and they were happy. And, and I used to, he, he used to also tease me, when are you going to write me a song, you know, but at that point I'm this, what, 19, 20 year old. So I wasn't going to give him Lonely Boy or Puppy Love, he would have thrown me out of the window. Or, put a horse's head in my bed or something. I was in Miami Beach doing the Fountain Blue Hotel, which was the hang then, and he was there doing a film. And he called me up and said, kid, we're going to dinner. I show up at dinner and in the course of the meal, he said, kid, I'm getting out of the business. I'm retiring. I've had it. I'm fed up. FBI was bugging him, holes all over his room for the phones. Rat Pack was over, he was quitting show business. But I'm doing one more album. And he said, you never wrote me that song. I came back to New York where I was living at the time. I'm sitting up in my apartment at one o'clock in the morning and I still cannot get my arms around the fact that Sinatra is leaving. And I started typing and I said, what would Frank do with this if you were writing it? And metaphorically, I started creating this song as if Frank were writing it and now the end is near the final curtain, wrote it till five o'clock in the morning, and at the end of it, I knew that I had something that I wouldn't be afraid to give him. I did a demonstration record. I flew out to Vegas where he was at Caesars. 
I played it to him. I knew by the reaction that he gave me he was going to do it. Two months later, he called me from the studio in Los Angeles. He said, kid, listen to this. And he put the phone up to the speaker. I'm in New York. I heard my way for the first time. I started crying because it was such a change of life. I'd never written anything like that, let alone have Frank Sinatra. The young David Bowie, just coming off of his success with Space Oddity, definitely learned a lesson from this. I was so pissed. And so I thought, God, I could have done with that money. Yeah, the whole David Bowie thing started to come out later. But rather than take the defeat and brag and complain at the same time about it for five decades, he essentially forgot about it. So much so that his most intense fans hardly even knew of any relationship with my way. But he didn't forget about it completely. I thought, well, I can do it. I can write something as big as that, and I'll, I'll write one that sounds a bit like it. And so I did Life on Mars, which is my sort of, you know, revenge trip on uh, my way. And it really ends there. My Way, Combed Abitude, and Even a Fool Learns to Love are only an anecdote of little relevance found in only the nerdiest statistic books. The beauty of Bowie's response to this is that everything I've told you so far is irrelevant to David. On the back jacket of Honky Dory, the album that Life on Mars appears on, not until 1973, after the title it only says for Frankie. There's a line in The Laws of Power, hold in contempt anything you can't have. And that's what Bowie did, and Life on Mars and his subsequent career were better for it. There's a lesson for all of us in this. It was a sense of revenge in that. So why does he call Life on Mars a revenge song? And why a parody? Life on Mars was sort of a, a Sinatra-ish parody, but done in a kind of a more of a rock style. What's the connection between the two songs? Clutches of melody in them, but there were definite parodies on my mind. A musician, which I'm not, can compare the chord changes, the vocal range, and the two-part structure. But just listening to piano versions of the intros to both songs, you can try to hear some similarities. Okay, so why parody? When we talk about parody, especially in music, we think of Weird Al Yankovic. He writes new lyrics set to the same melody to make a comedy song. It's more along the lines of satire, but parody still applies. If we compare what Sid Vicious does to My Way, we can see a different edge of both satire and parody. But this is a lazy view of parody, even when it comes to both Sid Vicious and Weird Al. Well, 
Another kind of cover song is an homage, and we generally think of this as a cover song that pays its respects to the source, often by staying true to its form and structure. The song can be changed in a token way, but for the most part, it remains the same. Listen to, for instance, Maya Baszler's interpretation of Life on Mars, where she replaces the voice with the cello. There is no criticism in her composition, even if there is translation. It's purely an homage and meant as such. Compare this to any of Sue George's Bowie songs and you'll see that he not only translates, but he interprets. If he had just sang it in Portuguese and left the arrangement the same, he would have accomplished the same thing that Basler does. But by taking it a step further and playing it on solo guitar with his own cultural influence, Sue George makes something unique. Okay, I don't want to forget about Barbara Streisand and her husband come hairdresser. It seems like Babs was trying to do an homage, but her failure comes off as a mockery, at least to David's ears. There are no guarantees on how a cover song is going to come out, no matter how big of a star takes a whack at it. I don't know this from any kind of research, but I imagine when Barbara Streisand requested the rights to cover Life on Mars, Bowie was probably like, all right, let's see what she could do. See the mice in their million hordes, from Abesa to the Norfolk Roads, Rule Britannia is out of bounds, to my mother, my dog and clowns, but the film is a saddening bore, cause I wrote it ten times before. I'd call this more Life on Mars doing a parody of Barbara Streisand. Let's face it, the lyrics to Come D'Abitude are schmaltzy. So Bowie was just being true to them with Even a Fool Learns to Love. Paul Anka with My Way added a little more gravitas to them, 
changing it from a relationship song to a coming of middle age song. And her father has told her to go But a friend is nowhere to be seen Life on Mars takes this lyric battle to another level and maybe this is where his parody is. And she's hooked to the silver screen But the film is a The song is still in two parts with epic crescendos at each end and that overall structure building to these anthemic peaks is maybe the most striking resemblance between the songs. But Bowie, like Sid Vicious, rewrote the lyrics for the youth, something Paul Anka didn't want to do for Sinatra. He turned it back into a coming of age song for the girl with the mousy hair. Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow. To my mother, my dog, and clowns. Is there life on Mars? Paul Anka said, if Bowie had presented the lyrics to Life on Mars to Sinatra, he would have ended up with a horse's head in his bed. And therein lies the parody. So then, along comes Barbara Streisand with a version of Life on Mars appropriate for Caesar's Palace or American Idol. I don't know who gets the last laugh here, but I find it incredibly funny. The feeling is sort of like the first time my parents had me listen to Susan Boyle singing Perfect Day with a children's choir. I thought, what the hell? <laughs> Has the world flipped upside down? This was the B-side to Lou Reed's Walk on the Wild Side. On Transformer, he was singing about whores, heroin, and head. Now, that's parody for you. But parody is a tricky word. In a stricter academic sense, following Linda Huchion's theoretical framing of it, parody includes a double coding or a double tongue of both criticism and respect. And I do think Bowie respected both Paul Anka and Frank Sinatra. He did experiment with a big band period himself. I think he appreciated my way for what it was and what it became. So in an act of revenge, beyond what I already described with the lyrics, Bowie does even more. He takes the experience of this missed opportunity to not only adapt a unique song that hardly resembles its inspiration, but he does exactly what the lyrics of My Way set out to accomplish. He does this his way. True to form, Bowie becomes a character and the character he becomes is the protagonist depicted in the lyrics of My Way. And he did all of this by holding My Way in respectful contempt. And this is why today we sing along to Life on Mars, like this crowd during the reality tour. It's a god-awful small affair To the girl with the mouse head And her mommy is yelling no And her daddy has told her to go 
But her friends are nowhere to be seen And she walks through the sunken dream To the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked to the silver screen But the film is a saddening bore Cause she's lived it ten times or more It's about to be lived again Who's they ask her to focus on sailors Fighting in the dance hall Look at those cavemen go It's so freaky to show Take a look at that Oh man Beating up the wrong guy Oh man Wonder if you'll ever know He's in the best-selling show Is there life on Okay, so now you know the story of Even a Fool Learns to Love, Come Dabitude, My Way, and Life on Mars. So I'm going to take this to the bridge. As far as I know, no one has done a cover song of Even a Fool Learns to Love. Now, if there are any young bands out there listening to this, that's what's known as a hot tip. You can't go wrong with this lineage. How are you today? Will you make us laugh? I'm going to end with a few songs that can be found in the playground that we've been running in. This is one I found on YouTube by a singer named Elise Ald. Cheveux. 
This is Nina Simone. And so I got to face the final curtain, curtain. Friends, I'll say it clear and state my case of which I'm certain. I've lived a life that's full of travel and every highway and more much more than this I did it my way yes regrets I've had a few but then again too few to mention I did what I had to do and saw it through without exemption I planned each charter course each careful footstep along the byway yeah oh, much more than this I did it my share of losing and now still subside find it all so music to pay I did all that and may I say not in a sly way oh, no 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 not me What is a man, what is he got, if not himself, then he has not to say the things he truly feels, not the words of one who
This is the Norwegian artist Aurora. It's a god of a small affair To the girl with the mousy hair But her mommy is yelling no And her daddy has told her to go But her friend is nowhere to be seen on the best selling 